to another episode of The Single Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly guide to single life living in your 20s and 30s. Whether you're part of the Single Girl's Club, just listening to this podcast, if you engage on Twitter, Instagram, anything like that, welcome to the Single Girl's Community, which is continuing to grow. We are celebrating and embracing single life together whether you're looking to find a relationship and date or you just want to focus on yourself and being single then you hopefully are in the right place for celebrating all things single doing things on your own living on your own developing friendships support networks and maybe delving into relationships too now today i want to talk about something that's taken quite a prominence in social media or in all kinds of media actually it's been picked up by a number of media outlets over the last couple of weeks ago, by the time you're listening or watching this. And that is the Molly May Haig video regarding the comment about having the same 24 hours a day as everybody else has, and that anyone can make the most of those. Now, this isn't going to be a discussion on her comments and what she said, how she could have said things in a different way, and that in its instance. The media are doing a good enough job of raising that and people are developing their own opinion about that. What I think it actually poses, though, is an interesting conversation regarding privilege. And this is the thing that people have a little bee in their bonnet about. And this is why it's riled so many people up is because it feels as though she said that without looking at the context of her life compared to other people and the resources the access to resources she has, the opportunity she has. And as a predominantly female audience, I felt that it was important to start talking about the idea of privilege. Privilege is a set of circumstances that you have given to you or that naturally occur to you from birth that is unearned. It's just your the the hand of cards that you are dealt at the beginning of life that may or may not make your life easier and lead to potentially more resources, opportunities, less struggle and so on. That doesn't mean that the more privileges you have that you never struggle uh, and that those that have less privileges can't overcome struggles either. It's more just that this is where we all start but it's not an even playing field. It's very much dependent on the circumstances that you're born into. So privilege comes through in gender, it comes through in class and wealth, it comes through in race, it comes through in sexual orientation. There are lots of kind of elements to privilege and it may be that you have never considered the idea of privilege or it might be that it's so obvious to you that you couldn't miss privilege. But privilege is one of those things that I don't think we all experience in the same way. And as single women, I think it's worth talking about the different privileges that feed into that. But I also think in general that this instance calls for us to potentially talk about privilege, talk about the way that it feeds into our society and how we should be aware of the privileges that do disadvantage us, whatever situation you happen to be in, but also the privileges that you have that you may never have considered a privilege and it maybe needs a little bit of awareness. As single women, there are certain privileges that fall onto us. Straight away, the word, the, the, the label women means that there is a disadvantage compared to men. 
because you also have to consider other genders nowadays and gender identities that are actually, in terms of being cisgendered, is more of a privilege in that regard. But what I wanted to do once I started hearing about this and thinking about privilege, because I've thought about privilege over the last, I would say, 18 months to two years, given the scenarios I've gone through and the way that it's panned out and the resources I've had access to, I've realised there is, when I really sit down and look at it, I come from a privileged background. In those categories of things, I would tick off the word privilege. And the word privilege, or you're so privileged, it can be used in a way that feels derogatory. It can feel like it's like, ugh. It can feel as though the, the, the word privilege sometimes gets used almost not as an insult per se, but a label of, oh, you're so privileged in that it then questions the the work ethic of that person, maybe. And that's sometimes where privileged people can also get their backs up about that kind of label. But I think there's a very neutral way, objective way of looking at this and just going what were those circumstances when you were born and did that offer you a privilege compared to some other people? And when I objectively look at that, in most of those things that I just mentioned, yes, I am, all bar being female, I believe. Class, as it were, like money was not an issue. If money wasn't an issue to you, that shows a level of wealth or maybe it implies your class, we always went on holiday, for example, an abroad holiday. Let's be clear about that, because that's potentially a privilege that comes from the access to those resources. The schools I went to, I have some private education. I then got into a grammar school based on that. So whilst a grammar school is technically accessible to all, if you have the resource of a private school in your earlier years and the small classes that that offers rather than the class of 30, that then offers a privilege and that comes from where I was born into my race there is an instant privilege there as has been brought up recently by the black lives matters movement particularly so and I, I think that's possibly some of the element of when i started to consider privilege and i know that when i was looking at how much i earned and the fact that i could own my own house or start to that i started to question privilege and i remember googling it i remember googling um, how privileged am I? And starting to really want to understand that. And I was curious to understand because I don't think I was aware of it. There will have been times that my mum probably and dad would have said, you don't know how lucky you are. It's a, it's a phrase that is linked to the idea of privilege, but it was not necessarily exclusively really laid out to me. Because you've got to think, if I was going to a private school in junior school, Everyone was in that private school. And so the people that I was there, the children I was with then, probably came from a similar background or had the same access to that kind of money. And then you go to a grammar school. Well, potentially they've done the same thing that my family did, maybe. Uh, maybe they had private tuition. Having tutoring can be a privilege. And that idea, you know, and some wouldn't be. But you have that kind of element. And what I found interesting is that Maybe with privilege, we're not always as aware of it. So I did ask on the Instagram polls on my profile, I wanted to ask my audience how much they thought about privilege. And it was a really, not an even split, but it was a distributed split in the either extreme end of never, pretty much always I can't not. It You had a few people there. And then in the middle, which was a bit, 
oh, I do quite often, it was a heavy split. So you had a little bit there and then lots in the middle. So, and it was symmetrical in the numbers as well, like for those that answered. So it was, it was an interesting kind of pattern. So that means that there is a whole spectrum of people thinking about it all the time, not thinking about it. And then there's a load in the middle that kind of think about it, kind of don't every now and then. And maybe it's becoming more prominent because of the conversations we're having. What fascinated me when I started reading was one of the quotes that I came up uh, and found was, it's from The Guardian from 2016, and it's entitled, it uses the quote from Professor Michael Kimmel, an American sociologist, that privilege is invisible to those who have it. And I will hold my hands up. I, I don't think I was aware of my privilege until the last couple of years. I appreciated the scenarios I was in, but I didn't always understand the other contexts of life. Now, I was a teacher as well. I definitely had awareness of children's contexts of their different upbringings, but really delving into all the things that that then has knock-on effects for, I think I appreciated my position. I did not appreciate the position of others so much and their actual experiences and talking to more and more people. That is what I learned. And that's when I became fascinated in talking to more and more people and sharing ideas, discussing and learning about different people's backgrounds. Because like I said, with the children growing up at school thing, I think you would, I would have to verify this, but surely you sometimes go through life thinking that everyone's kind of doing it the same as you because you hang out with people that are often quite similar to you or in similar positions. And you find that if you're not in a similar position or things don't resonate so much that you end up drifting apart because you're taking different paths and your scenarios are changing. And whilst that isn't necessarily privilege in all cases it can come from just the idea that certain privileges mean certain opportunities are available to you so you drift off in that direction so take for example being able to go to university you're then going off to university with all the people that consider going to university and chances are much like maybe myself that maybe at that point in time you believe that everyone went to university. What's interesting is that I was the first in my family to go to university. This is how mad this is in that I believed that everyone went to university because the school I was at pretty much said that that's what you should do. And my parents encouraged me, so did my grandparents, to the point that I never questioned that no one else had been before me and my family. I assumed that like my mum, my aunt, maybe my grandma, I didn't really think about that, but I assumed that they had. I never asked them about it. They never spoke about it. It was at some point later, maybe when I'd already applied for university, that it came up in conversation. And I remember thinking, oh, I thought you all went. I thought, I thought you did it. So not that that shows privilege, but it just shows how your environment can make you see things a particular way. And so I believed everyone had. The majority of people I knew were, and that goes not just from school, but the clubs I was hanging out at outside of school. I can't think of many standout people in my history of that time that didn't go to university. But there will have been a collection of people that did. And it's hard. Social mobility is a really interesting one to think about. But there will have been people, and my experience as a teacher lets me know this when I speak to pupils that don't consider university. And there are programmes within the system that encourage people to go to university. You know, we look at the rates of people that go through. But it's fascinating having gone through that experience in my early 20s, teaching pupils, and especially then when I then became head of 
careers essentially, talking to pupils about where they wanted to go and why, and whether they had thought about university or not, and their decisions about not. Like It was intriguing to me. You've also got the other way of talking to them about how to manage the finances, because there are also myths around it. But it's that idea that, and I used this phrase in my stories the other day, it's that you don't know what you don't know. You have no idea of the things that you don't know about in this world. And so if your life looks in one particular way and you are never exposed to anything much different, you can be told about scenarios here and there, but unless you have some sort of serious conversation or experience, I wonder how aware we might be of the privileges that are in our life if we don't sit there and talk about them. So that quote coming from the privileges invisible to those who have it doesn't surprise me. There's also another study that I came across uh, from 2020 that then focuses on kind of a, a specific privilege where it found that it was looking at um, STEM subjects uh, and it found that white men are largely unaware of the impact of race or gender on the pursuit of a STEM degree. Whereas in STEM, you often have less women and less people of colour entering into that industry and the opportunities that are available potentially. And I don't think it's just restricted to white men, but we do know that that's where the privilege lies based on society. Not always, but it does give a potential leg up. And going into that and being aware of that, we don't know what we don't know. They're not aware of it. They don't get it. They've not had that experience. And I think back to programmes like, is it Rich Kid, Poor Kid or Rich House, Poor House? Where essentially, not wife swap, but kid swap, and those experiences of extreme wealth and extreme poverty. And if you've ever watched that, you've seen the children that have backgrounds that are very, very privileged, maybe have lots of wealth, access to resources, doing clubs, go round and see a, a family that struggle to put together a meal because they're not sure if they can afford it this week. And they can't go to clubs unless they're funded or free or community-based, because it would cost so much to have music lesson tuition. And so when we start to think about privilege, one of the reasons for this topic this week was to just ask you to think about your privilege and what it impacts in your life. It isn't a problem if you have privilege, it is understanding that that can lead to you having more of an advantage at certain points. It's not always. It also lends itself to being self-aware. It also lends itself to having conversations with people because when have you assumed that everyone is doing the same thing as you and wants the same thing as you? My experience as a teacher and speaking to so many children all the time led me to understand so many different backgrounds. I still didn't question my own privileges. I just started to understand other people. It's in the last two, three years maybe of starting to really look at that myself here and there. And, and this incident with Monty May brings that up again for me to kind of look at it and go okay look at that and I can be grateful for that scenario that these knock-ons did that but I also need to remember about the different circumstances of other people and that it's not always so easy or that access to that opportunity isn't there on the other hand I also want to given that we are a community of single women look at that in terms of privilege because 
gender is one of them that does get spoken about. And that study suggests in that instance that white men are largely unaware of impacts of race or gender on the pursuit of a STEM degree. And I don't imagine that it's just limited to the idea of maybe of a STEM degree. I think there's probably elements of people not understanding the privilege of being male and then what impact that has as a female. So, for example, we always talk about in the media lots of the safety elements sexual harassment the instances that go on about walking home on your own it's important to acknowledge those as a woman and to know that that is a product of the disadvantage that we have of potentially being female and you may not have experienced it yourself but from the data we know that that happens we know the sort of societal expectation around around sex and also, also childbearing and child raising, that whole section. So you've got the idea of contraception and the pill and the idea that it's quite under-researched in terms of the side effects, though more is going into it, it's being shared more, and there are women questioning whether this is the right choice for them because of what it does, but it can often feel like it falls on the woman to deal with that scenario. Not always. This is not a blanket, this happens all the time, absolutely every time guaranteed, but we know that in a majority of times it potentially can and that's where the onus is it can also be about the the to a degree the prejudice on that kind of engagement with sex and how it is perceived differently for a man than it is for a woman quite frankly it all ties into me with that concept of untamed by glennon doyle if you've not read the book it's all about kind of unleashing from societal's expectations particularly as a woman and if you look at it in the media like little hints of it and i personally think that if you look at the scout for girls lyric there she's flirty turned 30 and at that age a girl gets really dirty it's that idea that i reckon it's the sort of 10 to 15 years of undoing of that for women and that's why that age kind of triggers in that song as that empowerment and that idea of breaking free from some of the expectations that doesn't mean you still don't get judged by society if there is that going on. But it is something to be aware of as women that that might be some of the things that sometimes keep you back. You've got sexual harassment in general sort of in the workplace. You've got leadership positions. We know that more women are taking up leadership positions when we look at kind of politics, for example. And globally, I mean, not just in the UK, we see that there is a slow rise of that. It's just the idea of it's not always been the case and there's that disadvantage. And we've then also got that idea of when we stop being paid. If you don't know about this, it's called equal payday. There is a point in the year where women essentially get stop getting paid. They're no longer paid for the jobs they do when compared to a man based on averages of earnings and income and last year 2021 that was on november 18th so a month and a half's worth of work when you compare male to female men to women you stop getting paid compared to the male counterpart for a month and a half and so gender pay gaps and, and elements like that are continuing to be looked at and i believe that date's been i would i would like to think that date has been getting later i'd need to double check for certain but being aware of these different things that can go on, making sure that you're entitled to your rights. You've also got the other things um, I spoke about called childbirth, that it falls on the woman to be the one to 
in most cases, be raising a child should anything happen. Now, I have to also be aware when, for example, I'm choosing books for the book club. It's not necessarily a privilege, but I don't know why I tend towards authors that are men. That's been the case when I think about all the books of the self-help books, personal development books that I wrote or I researched at the beginning. Was it because it was partially leadership? I don't know. Or was it just because they were predominantly there? Was it their personalities? Was it their energy that appealed? I don't know exactly. But when you run a single women's empowerment support community, I didn't just want the literature to be from men. It was making sure that there were a number of representations within that. And first off, it was introducing women. And then we're looking at more diverse spreads now and encouraging that sort of self-help, personal development element but still encouraging that because it's really useful to do that. And it all feeds in. It all feeds into this, what society is. It's all looking at what conditions we have, what expectations there are around us. And people are trying to essentially overcome a lot of those underlying privileges and what that leads to, which is essentially power, access and opportunities. It's not an official privilege that is kind of a born with it privilege, but it is an unearned privilege to also consider couple privilege. Couple privilege. When you're single, couple privilege, and we're not talking about the polyamory dynamic where couple privilege sits when a third person enters a, a kind of couple scenario, whether it's a thruple or anything like that. We're more talking about the societal couple privilege of the way that couples maybe have more favour Maybe there are things that they are entitled to, being a couple, that gives them an advantage. Obviously, being in a couple naturally, practically, usually, particularly if you're living together, gives you a financial advantage. There is a privilege within that. But it's also that element of couple privilege where it's underwritten and that maybe you assume that everybody wants to be in a couple and that that's what everyone's working towards. And that everyone's doing the same thing. It's what I was saying about university and my experiences of people pursuing education and careers. I assumed everyone had done it. I assumed everyone was going to do it. A little bit like that with the couple thing. And you're probably listening, thinking, I'm a single person. I obviously don't think that necessarily. Maybe you do, though. Maybe you think that you should end up as a couple. Maybe you, that you have to find someone because society validates that. You see the celebration on Instagram of the engagement, of the wedding, uh, and then of the children, in whatever order that happens, because again, the order shouldn't happen. But it's that idea that that's obviously not the case for a number of you listening to this. It might be that you do want that, and it might be that you believe that that will fulfil you and satisfy you and be like, yeah, I've done it. You may be reacting to that extrinsic value and reward from society, from your friends, from your family, of, oh, yeah, you've done it. The single life isn't a problem to experience. There are challenges within that. And I think it's also important to remember that there's challenges through every scenario. And this brings me on to the kind of summative point of the podcast, as well as raising awareness of privilege, or of making you think about your privileges, lack of, and the disadvantages, and what you've overcome, of the privileges we might experience as women and singles there's an underlying sense for me that no matter what privilege you experience 
it's the idea of compassion that should be practiced where possible. Because if you are in a privileged situation in one category, two categories, all the categories, you have to be compassionate and aware of the fact that not everybody is in those privileged positions as you. And when they get frustrated that you talk in a particular way, they're only coming from a place that they find it unfair and that things seem more difficult to them and are more difficult to them. It doesn't devalue any difficulties that you've gone through. Struggles, they're not the same. And you might have experienced opportunity because of certain things about you. But that doesn't mean that your life hasn't been difficult at times either. And so that comes the other way to absolutely everyone, even when you're looking at someone that is more privileged than you. It's potentially one that they still have struggles. They're just not linked to the unearned elements per se. But also when we potentially look at others making comments naively, that we act in that compassion of, you just don't get it. You just don't know yet. And that comes with experience, having dealt with teenagers, the silly comments that get made because they don't understand the differences of people. It happens all the time. And we feel safe within the people that are like us because it's maybe all we know and it's, oh, it's maybe the limited sort of experiences we've had. But if we could all just act a little bit more compassionately to trying to understand not everyone believes the same, experiences the same, knows the same, and that everyone's on this journey, whether they're aware of it or not, to learn something a little bit more, to become more aware of themselves, their scenario, of the others around them, and their place within society. It's another C to add to the C's of single life. I previously spoke about three C's of single life to kind of live 2022 by, and I came across compassion again uh, in reference to Jimmy Carr's book and a video that he led us to watching. This idea of another C that I don't think is limited to single life, but is something that we should encourage between ourselves. It, if you can act with compassion and, you know, there's elements of holding boundaries and so on, but when someone doesn't do something that you approve of massively, it is a nicer reaction and feeling to move towards compassion than it is to react with anger, despair, frustration. And you can feel those things, but acting on them is something different. Whereas when you can shift that, that's your initial reaction, but you shift it towards compassion and understanding, then that's the kind of society that could have a much brighter future if we all just try to understand each other a little bit more. I hope that that's given you something to think about. Obviously a little bit topical from the incident a few weeks ago, but worth considering if you've never considered it before. There were people on my polls that hadn't really considered it or thought much about it and maybe this will prompt you just to appreciate that in your life and it does lead to making gratitude easier they know that wealth only has a certain point at which it actually enables more uh, and leads and we know that money doesn't directly lead to happiness there is not a link to being anywhere on that necessarily privileged scale that happiness leads there we know of those famous stories are famous people that had lots of things, success, money, and that happiness wasn't there. And we probably know stories or you can think of people that seem to have very little in terms of scenarios. And maybe they are disadvantaged 
but they can be very content and happy. Those factors are not the defining feature of you and your life and your happiness. It is that choice. Being able to understand your privilege, how it acts in society and what you can do to be aware of it and to push through any disadvantages. If you are a woman, you might want to fight more for an equal pay so that that day doesn't exist or that you know men are as responsible for children as women. It might be that it's just giving you something to realise about the reality of what happens. And there's more to do on this. This is by no means everything. There is privilege and that idea and those are disadvantaged and the categories of disadvantaged elements is a deep, deep concept. But maybe this just starts to get you seeing the tip of the iceberg a little bit clearer. I hope you sit and ponder about those. If you have any thoughts to share, then head onto Instagram and share them in the DMs with myself. I hope you have a wonderful week and see you next time. Until then, keep thriving.